my name is Julie Turney, and this is the HR Sound Off Podcast Show, the show created for HR and business professionals to discuss pertinent topics and trends as it relates to our professions. We're going to have amazing conversations with HR professionals from all over the world, get to learn their origin stories. How did they get into this profession? What do they love about being here? And how they want to set the record straight on that one misconception that really drives them crazy about our profession. Are you ready? I'm ready. Then let's sound off. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the HR Sound Off podcast show. I am your host, Julie Turney, and today I'm starting the segment on great HR tech and people who work in great spaces where HR tech sits. And my first guest is Vicki Yang, who is joining me today. And Vicki works for a company called Bonusly. So Vicki, welcome to the show. How are you today? Thanks, Julie. I'm doing great. It's, it's a pleasure to be here. Awesome. Um, so I'm going to kick off by asking you our first question, which is just tell our audience a little bit about who is Vicki Yang and what is your HR origin story? Where did you get your start and where are you now? What is your current role and where are you now? Okay. Um, so I started not wanting to go into HR. I thought it was something I wanted to do because I was like, I like people. People are great. Um, <laughs> so interns, which I don't know anyone who tells me like, oh, I love people. I want to do HR. I'm like, maybe you need to rethink that one a little bit. <laughs> but um, started as an intern and then in a recruiting department and decided that kind of wasn't what I wanted to do. Um, and actually went into uh, the nonprofit space did that for several years, somehow ended up taking on HR responsibilities there, uh, tried to jump into, um, from a nonprofit to the corporate world um, by getting my MBA and thought, okay, I'm gonna go into corporate social responsibility. Maybe I can help bigger companies, help nonprofits or the community. And yet somehow still ended up back in HR. <laughs> and that's when I admitted my fate and, um, and just kind of what with yes. what, what, where life was going to take me. Trying to listen to the universe and just go with the flow. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And then, um, yeah, so did some big tech um, uh, HR roles, mostly uh, as an HR business partner, doing talent programs, um, a little bit in the recruiting department, for, mostly from a marketing perspective, and then um, kind of landed in a, a startup several years after being at like companies like Yahoo and Electronic Arts um, and realized that was the space I love to be in. I right. got to do HR stuff. I got to do all sorts of different HR stuff uh-huh. and I got to help build. There's so much more space, I think, at smaller companies to create things and more flexibility. Yeah. Um, and then that's kind of the path that after about 15 plus years led me to Bonusly, where I'm now head of HR, which is also an interesting shift. It's my first time being head of HR. Awesome. Congratulations to you. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing. So let me ask you this. Um, What advice would you give to your younger, younger Vicky? Um, Versus all the experience, everything you've gained, everything you've learned about the HR space now, what advice would you give younger Vicky versus... Vicky now. Oh, oh man. I think, I think the biggest thing is to one, 
always lead with curiosity, uh, which is something I do naturally, but being able to call that out and knowing that that's the strategy that I use has been super helpful. Right. Uh, I think not knowing all the answers is okay is also a good one. Like you yes. can find them, you can find the people who know them. Absolutely. Um, and you, you know, if you keep thinking you have to have all of them, you will kind of almost um, block yourself in from yeah. ever growing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally... Oh, know your why. Why <laughs> did you want to come into this? Because <laughs> something kept leading me here. Yeah. Uh, and I think knowing that has helped shaped where I moved in the roles that I took and the projects I took on. Uh-huh. And it made it so much uh, more colorful and just helped me really dive deeper into, you know, why I was doing something and, and make my impact stronger. Right. So knowing why I wanted to do something, why I wanted to go into HR, yeah. um, why I liked it. Uh-huh. Really helpful. Thank you so much for sharing that. I love though. I love that, especially knowing your why, because I believe it's important that you should know, you know, why you're getting into a particular career. If you don't know your why and you're you're not passionate about it, and you find yourself wanting. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. So tell us a little bit about Bonusly. What what is Bonusly and how does it work? Yeah, uh, so Bonusly is a uh, employee recognition platform. It's it, it's a way to create an employee experience and engage employees. And I think especially, and it's funny, I mean, I've been in HR for so long. I know recognition is important. It helps. Um, but it's been interesting to see how this platform has actually uh, can amplify culture and create and build trust and psychological mm-hmm. safety, especially in the, the kind of in this pandemic work from home uh-huh. um, space that we're in right now. Uh-huh. Uh, so bonusly as a platform, primarily we do employee recognition. So it's peer to peer or colleague to colleague. Right. Um, you get points for, you can give points to people and the points add up to a monetary value that then they can redeem for kind of whatever they want. Okay. Um, whether that's a gift card, cash, or donation to a nonprofit that they really want to support. Uh Um, So it's been this, it's an interesting product in that it, it really helps reward people as well, um, creates engagement that way. Mm -hmm. And then we also have a new part of our product called signals, which is basically surveys. And so you can, if you're a manager or if you're HR, you can send a survey to whoever you want about anything you want, predominantly employee engagement kind of stuff or um, manager, manager, like one-on-one type of things too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I love the fact that it's a recognition platform. And what would you say you've learned about recognition that you didn't appreciate before having come to work at Bonusly? Yeah, I I didn't realize like, which is funny because I teach this. So I, <laughs> I, on this. I tell managers all the time, you need to give recognition because it creates psychological safety. It builds trust. Uh-huh. Um, it also, um, you know, we as human beings, we're not good at taking recognition. Often, yes. we we often see all the critical things. Yes. we hear all the negative feedback. Yep. Recognition's positive feedback. So it's been really interesting to see when you when it's not just manager to employee, but it's you know three sixty peer to peer and public. Yeah how much that builds up in terms of like amplifying culture when we tie it to value. So we know what, what we're trying to reward, right? We're trying mm-hmm. to say, okay, this is what um, being a good teammate looks like or being a good leader looks like. So it right. does that. And then 
the other piece of it is it makes it easier to also take critical feedback after you've gotten all of this positive recognition, yeah. positive feedback. So that's something I think I didn't appreciate about recognition before is that effect on, on those pieces. Yeah. Now you're able to connect the dots. Yeah. Yeah. So what advice would you give to HR professionals who may be struggling with that very same thing right now, no matter where they're at in their career? What advice would you give them when it comes to that recognition piece in their portfolio? Uh, I would say, you know, if you're if you're trying to help your client groups with something like this, like it doesn't, you know, you know, there are platforms you can definitely purchase bonusly or you know, find other ways to build that into things. So it could be very simple. It could be in your team meetings, right? And doing it, it could be a reminder that, okay, every Friday you've got to send one person a piece of, of recognition. Um, or if, if you're doing it for yourself, it's maybe you're going out to ask, hey, what's something I've done well? Um, mm. What's something I could improve on? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and then asking, you know, for that specificity that, that feedback needs to have. Um, cause that can, that can help you, uh, be better at kind of whatever it is that you're doing, or if you're trying to give more recognition, make, making sure you're building in a process to, to remind yourself to do that too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think that our audience will appreciate that information very much. Um, recognition is one of those things that we don't always take the time to really focus on, but it really is a very important factor of employee engagement. Um, And so I think that the nuggets that you have shared here, um, definitely eye-opening and very appreciative. Thank you so much for that. But you said that you've taken on a new role of being head of HR. Um, As you went through your HR journey, is that something that you expected um, to be a part of your journey in HR? Uh, great question. And honestly, no, actually, there's, there's a lot. I, I can't, Is that like how you didn't know. expect to be in HR? <laughs> and then when I got in HR, I know for a fact, I've said out loud, I was like, I don't think I ever want to be head of HR. I like, um, I like kind of being somebody's number two, which yeah. HR is kind of the CEO's number two in a lot of ways. Right. Um, when it comes to the people side of things. And so it wasn't on the roadmap. It definitely wasn't. Uh-huh. I stumbled across bonus leaves. Um, and I did think if I were to ever do it, yeah, it would have to be at a place that where I, I felt like we could make, yeah. where I could make a difference. Because I've watched right. how heads of HR struggle with a lot of things yeah. and trying to move things. And for me, one of my biggest, um, the things that I find most important, I value the most is how a company is handling diversity, equity, inclusion. Mm-hmm. And so much of it's talk. And I didn't want to hear anymore. Like, yes, we know it's important, but seeing nothing be done. Yeah. And, and bonusly as a company, when I interviewed with them, it was, no, we're not, we're, we're, they were past that piece of it too. They had redone their entire, for a company of 50, mm-hmm. right? they had redone their interview process they had a lot of things already set in place around performance reviews and trying to unbias things and so I saw action being done okay but oh this is great there's a leadership team here that strongly believes this is important right great also to put their money where their mouth is right Mm -hmm. where a lot of companies like we think it's important but you don't have any cash to do it go try good luck thank you yeah Oh, so, yeah, it was definitely about building kind of in, into those pieces for me. And so I thought, okay, I will be ahead of HR here. I can, I feel <laughs> like I can actually make a difference. 
what was what were some of your first um actions as you took on the role um i think the first thing was really just trying to build trust and understanding uh, i think there is uh, often a misconception of what hr does whether you trust us or not yeah um do we have your interests as an employee in mind uh, and it's really this, it's actually this very, very complex balance of the employee, the company, the leaders, the organizations, and how are we going to be successful? Because if the company is not successful, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we nothing else we can do and we're going to have to do layoffs and no one's going to want that either. Yeah. So it's finding, helping people in all areas of the company find this kind of balance. Yeah. Um, and and I, so it was really the first couple of months were really listening, building relationships, building trust, um, and then kind of seeing, all right, where do we want to make movements um, to achieve kind of the, the people priorities that we had? Yeah. What should those priorities be? Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people slip up because you come in as HR and it's like, okay, so what can I change? Mm-hmm. Versus okay, what's working well, what's not working well, um, or just getting to understand the people, like building trust before you you go and say, like, what can I change? Understand the people, understand why they do what they do, and then figure it out from there. Was it a case of figuring it out, um, or was it that you knew where you were going to go and what you were going to do? Um, I had, I had an idea. I had a kind of a framework in my head, um, that was loosely held because I don't want to walk in thinking I know everything. Every, right. There are, you know, scaling startups are similar in a lot of ways. They'll face a lot of the same challenges, but where were they? Who were they? I think it definitely, you know, not everyone's going to trust you off the bat. So what are you going to do to build trust? Yeah. Um, because that is, that's my responsibility as a new person coming in. And I think, you know, even outside of HR, there, that needs to happen. Like any, yeah. any new person coming in. And I think too often we get stuck in the, I need to make something happen now. I need to show my impact now. Yes. And that's not necessarily the first thing you need to do. And that's mostly, I think, for, for at least for me, my ego talking about exactly. I need to make sure I feel okay and that I, <laughs> I, I'm supposed to be here. And here's, here's why you got uh-huh. value out of hiring me. Um, but really like the value is like, okay, well, well, let's figure out the whole situation and figure out what problems we want to solve and then go after those. Yeah, definitely. Well, as a, as a woman and as a woman and a person of color in an organization that is a tech startup, um, what are some of the challenges that you faced, um, if any, with regards to being a person of color in this leadership position? Oh, uh, that is, that's a, <laughs> there's a lot there. It's a think, loaded question. <laughs> yeah, for, for me, it's the biggest things when I was kind of first going into like building my career, um, because I was quiet, mm-hmm. I actually was told, you know, you're probably not going to ever be a leader. Mm. And, and I thought, okay. And I kind of believed that myself. Yeah. And then I was like, no, but I get stuff done just because I'm quiet and I don't always like, I'm not the first person to speak up. I'm not the one that says the most in the room. 
it doesn't mean I can't lead. Right. Um, and I think that was one of the things to, that I, I struggled overcoming. And maybe that's also why moving to a smaller company for me was, was better because a large company, I faced it with several, um, several of my, my managers. And also because there's the other piece of it too, is I, I do a lot of work. I can give yeah. me a lot of work. And you know, when, when you leave a company and they give your job to three other people, you suddenly realize like, what the heck happened there? Yes. Um, that I also experienced quite uh-huh. a bit. So I think it was really those two, two challenges. Um, in HR, I feel like, you know, being a woman is not, it's not as bad sometimes just because this industry is, it tends to be predominantly, predominantly women. Mm-hmm. But, um, but there is a, when I am in the room with others, I, and I think, you know, a lot of HR professionals just say this, it's like, how do I make sure that as I'm sitting at the table um, with my sales leaders, with my engineering leaders, that if someone walks in, they can't tell that I'm the HR person. I need to understand the business. I need to be able to talk in the same way they do. I need to understand what they're saying. And if I can't, then yeah, I'm probably not doing my job actually. Yeah. Um, and so that was also hard is trying to overcome that, that perception mm-hmm. of like, one, you're too quiet or two, you don't know enough. Yeah, that's a very common one. But you've overcome it, and here you are as head of, head of HR bonusly. Congratulations to you, and I wish you all the best in your future endeavors um, as you continue to develop and grow in your role and in your career. Um, I will continue to look out to see all the amazing things that Vicky Yang is doing. Thanks so much, Julie. It was so fun having this conversation with you. You're welcome. Well, let me ask you this. Um, what are you reading, watching, listening to right now that you think our audience will enjoy? Oh, um, right now I'm in the middle of Kim Scott's book, Just Work. Mm. Um, I love it because there's a lot of actionable things you can do if you're trying to move that, that diversity, equity, inclusion needle forward. Um, and things that I'm actually thinking about kind of implementing uh, at Bonusly. And it's just really a baby steps. I think that's, yeah. I think so many of us, especially if we come from a background that is um, underrepresented, we want to yeah. see the change now. And I mm-hmm. have to remind myself, it's okay if it's not now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, that's definitely a good one. And the other one is um, Julie Zuo's Making of a Manager. Okay. Um, I I read that one right before I started Bonusly, uh, and it's been kind of this fun, like manager manual. Um, mm-hmm. The way she writes is really creative, and and uh, it was a good reminder of you know how to be a people leader and how to be a people manager. Nice, thank you. I will share the links to those resources in our comment section of the podcast. So here's the big question: What is the biggest misconception about HR that really bothers you that you want to set the record straight on right here, right now? Oh, God, there's so many. <laughs> um, one. one. <laughs> <I just> wanna... <laughs> I get that a lot. Yeah. I would say um, that HR is always on the side of the company, that we're there to make sure the company doesn't get sued. Now, I won't say that that's not true for some companies. I'm pretty sure it is true. I've met HR people who's, you know, that's their kind of job and their purpose and whatnot. But for me, it it isn't that black and white, right? Like, I think that's what I would love people to understand that it's, it's not this one against the other. It's how do we move forward together to accomplish, you know, helping 
the, the company be successful, people be successful mm-hmm. and do that together and also be okay talking about when it's not the right fit anymore. Mm-hmm. If it's not accomplishing one goal or the other, like there's no, you know, there's no harm in leaving. There's no harm in saying, Hey, this isn't what I want anymore. Yeah. But I love having those conversations of like figuring out, all right, what do you want to do? Can we help you do that here? Um, yeah. Okay. Maybe the company screwed up there. That's an area we need to do better. And then trying to fix that on the company side too. Yeah. So really thinking of like, what is that goal that we want to walk towards together mm-hmm. um, as a company, as employees, as, you know, people managers, um, because everyone, if, if, you know, if we all say, if the company succeeds and everyone's happy and everyone succeeds. Yes, definitely. I like that because I think so many times people do get that particular misconception wrong. Um, but like you said, I think that there are people in our profession that are guilty of that. And therefore I could understand if that was your sole experience, why you would feel that way. But it's when people put the blanket cover and think all HR professionals mm-hmm. are, are like that, you know, how does that make you feel? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of sad because one of the moments I'm most proud of in my life is when someone told me like, hey, Vicky, you make me not hate HR anymore. And I trust you. And I thought, oh, wow, that is so great. But at the same time, it made me incredibly sad that that was the experience that they had and yeah. that's common. Um, and I don't want that to be the case. Yeah, I, it, it really traumatizes me when I hear people say, when I hear people say that about HR, you know, based on their experience with me, they, they now have a love for HR or a liking for HR, a better understanding of HR and who we are, what happens, what is at play sometimes, um, because a lot of politics is at play in HR. And that's just one of the things that we have to live with and deal with because that's the, the rule that we chose. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a lot of times there are professionals who, who really do make it bad for us. If you could speak to those HR professionals <clears throat> right here, right now, Vicki, <clears throat> use your <laughs> loud voice. What would you say to those HR professionals who are making it bad for for those of us who are really trying to be great and create a great impact in the world of work today? Mm. I'd I'd ask them to I'd ask them and say, could you you know look at yourself and ask yourself why? Why is why is that the way you kind of want to do things? Mm. Because I think what a lot of it ends up being is either there's an insecurity because the HR role is sometimes seen as this thing on the side that we have to have. And so there's this desire to have an impact and sometimes that impact isn't positive, but it's, it's what the company may be rewarding. So to ask yourself, you know, why are you doing that? And does it actually have to operate that way? Or is there another way you can operate and still try and achieve the same objective yeah. and find that balance? Yeah, I like that. That's a very good question. <laughs> Tell us what is next for Vicky Ann. Uh, so I'm, I'm new to Bonus I'm only about six to seven months in, and, and I'm really wow. excited to actually see where this company is going. So for right now, this is, this is where I'm settled. Yeah. Um, and really actually seeing if all those things that I really want to do for a company, um, especially in the DEI space, we can okay. do and hopefully make ourselves like a case study in a, in a way to say, hey, no, yeah. it's, it's possible. 
um, and, and really work towards that piece. Nice. Well, like I said, I wish you all the best. Thank you so much for taking the time to have this conversation with me today. I will share the link to Bonusly in the comments, guys, so that you can go check them out and let them know that Julie and Vicky sent you. <laughs> and I hope you enjoy um, using the platform. So thank you so much, Vicky. You survived your time in the sound booth. <laughs> Thanks, Julie. This is really fun. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us in the sound booth today. I hope that you found this information from this episode useful. You can find me on all social media platforms at I am Julie Turney. That's I am Julie Turney. And you can find this episode or this show on most digital platforms, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, you name it, we're there. Thanks to Anchor FM and Rock Solid Entertainment for helping me to put this content together for you. And I will see you again in the next sound off.